0: according to a release the united states is sending 64 million dollars in humanitarian assistance to the people of afghanistan are we nuts you think they'll get any part of that who would who would believe this Who would begin to say such a thing? That's... (sighs) We wonder why things don't get better. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Meanwhile, the Justice Department, they've got an order, uh, they're seeking an order against the Texas abortion law. This thing has driven people just absolutely batty. Roe v. Wade is not sacrosanct. It is not, and it should be repealed because, as a matter of law, it is terrible. And for the people out there saying it's the constitutional right to an abortion, no, it's not. You just say those words as if they mean something. They don't mean anything. The Justice Department is asking a federal court in Texas to stop enforcement of the new state law, which bans really bans abortions in the state. And the Justice Department wants this stopped while they decide the case. Who are you to decide any case? Or you want the federal court to decide the case? What do you want them to decide? Oh, oh, I get it. I get it. You want to bring this to SCOTUS. You want to have the conversation about Roe v. Wade. Okay, cool. Cool, I'm down with it. I am down with it, unless you have some other thing that you think that you as the Justice Department can do and say, sorry, you can't have this law. Justice Department doesn't have that authority. Wait, does it? Can you imagine that you can pass a law in a state? It actually goes to SCOTUS and they don't hear it. Like, look, we don't see anything here that we can mess with, but you haven't actually brought us the, you know, anything that we can we can decide on. You haven't done that. Or is the Department of Justice planning on saying, well, we've decided that we don't like this law, so you can't do it. They don't have that power. Texas should tell them to kiss off. That's how it should go. The real conversation here is, again, the Roe versus Wade conversation. And the Roe v. Wade conversation goes as follows. It's bad decision making. It's a bad piece of legislation. Wait, stop that. It's not legislation, and that's the whole problem. They decided this right to abortion out of whole cloth. In the same way I oppose the Obergefell decision, I oppose Roe v. Wade. Obergefell was same-sex marriage, and I don't oppose two people living their lives together. I don't even oppose two people living their lives together and getting tax advantages from it. I think they should be available to everybody. I oppose the idea that you create a law out of whole cloth through the courts. Same-sex marriage was winning in the States. There was no need for the Supreme Court to get involved. But they decided that there was this constitutional right to same-sex marriage, which there is not. Thus, Obergefell should be overturned based on the constitutionality. Based on the idea that it is a bad bit of precedent. Based on the idea that it is the Supreme Court creating law and the Supreme Court does not get to create law. They don't get to do that. I would overturn Obergefell. I would overturn roe v wade on the same grounds but if the department of justice wants to decide that they are so activist that they can stop a state from enacting a law well then that's a department of justice that just has to go just has to go if you, if you are willing to cheer that, then you are somebody who doesn't believe in the rule of law. You believe in the authoritarian state to move along the lines of how you see things going. That's, that, that's obscene. We have said many times, if you have an abuse of government power in the party that you like, wait till it's in the hands of the party that you don't like. Only at that moment will you find it wrong. No, it's wrong because it's wrong because it's wrong. Speaking of wrong... Uh, Living in Indianapolis, at the heart of what was this conversation about U.S. gymnastics and Larry Nassar and the horror story that is Larry Nassar and the sexual abuse of female gymnasts for years. I mean, when this story came out, I I did not cover it. I I didn't have the stomach for it. I left it to the news guys. As as somebody who does uh, commentary, I just... I admit that this was ugly, and getting your your head around it, the years of abuse, the the feeling of helplessness from these women, to, in in a way that I cannot properly understand or comprehend, um, awful. Well, they were uh, in front of Congress today. I think in front of the Senate, and one of those people. Uh, was Simone Biles testifying in front of The committee
1: International competitions including world championships and the Olympic Games Over the course of my gymnastics career I have won 25 world championship medals and seven Olympic medals for Team USA That record means so much to me and I am proud of my representation of this nation through gymnastics I am also a survivor of sexual abuse and I believe without a doubt that the circumstances that led to my abuse and allowed it to continue are directly the result of the fact that the organizations created by Congress to oversee and protect me as an athlete, USA Gymnastics and the United States Olympic and Paralympic Committee committee failed to do their jobs. Nelson Mandela once said, there can be there can be no keener revelation of a society's soul than the way in which it treats its children. It is the power of that statement that compels and empowers me to be here in front of you today. I don't want another young gymnast, Olympic athlete, or any individual to experience the horror that I and hundreds of others have endured before, during, and continuing to this day in the week. Of the Laring abuse.
0: there's no way to understand exactly, Sorry. exactly what these girls went through. And to hear them, you know, it's funny. I couldn't report on the story, but I want to make sure everybody hears her. That's a that's an interesting thing because you you un, unless you have the ability, I have often said to friends who have gone through certain horrors certain you know tragedies i have no way of understanding what you've gone through and but i'm i'm here to listen i've said that many times in my life and that's as a friend and i, and I believe this is true in many cases what has happened is that some people say i've gone through a a, a horror so therefore you have to do something differently well that i don't accept But I do accept very clearly. I don't try and say, oh, I know how you feel. Oh, yes. No, I don't know how you feel. I have absolutely no way of knowing how Simone Biles feels. As a matter of fact, I would think it's incredibly insulting to myself. Never mind how insulting to Simone Biles or any of these gymnasts it would be to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I had a bad thing happen to me once. No, that's not. No, 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 no. But listen to her.
1: To be clear, I blame Larry Nassar, and I also blame an entire system that enabled and perpetrated his abuse. USA Gymnastics and the United States Olympic and Paralympic Committee committee knew that I was abused by their official team doctor long before I was ever made aware of their knowledge. In May of 2015, Rhonda Fayan, the former head of USA Gymnastics Women's Program, was told by my friend and teammate, Maggie Nichols, that she suspected I, too, was a victim. I didn't understand the magnitude of what all was happening until the Indianapolis Star published its article in the fall of 2016 entitled, Former USA Gymnastics Doctor Accused of Abuse. Yet while I was a member of the 2016 U.S. Olympic team, neither USAG, USOPC, nor the FBI ever contacted me or my parents. While others had been informed and investigations were ongoing, I had been left to wonder why I was not told until after the Rio Games.
0: That is where it's going to get really damning. That's where it's going to get, she, I mean, people are going to wonder why this, not that. Also speaking was uh, Michaela Maroney, uh, Olympian, on this subject.
1: The button on your microphone. Slide.
2: Are we on? There we All right. Go. Good morning. Thank you, Chairman Durbin, Ranking Member Grassley, and members of the Judiciary Committee for inviting me to speak today. As most of you are probably aware, I was molested by the U.S. gymnastics national team and Olympic team doctor, Larry Nassar, and in actuality, he turned out to be more of a pedophile than he was a doctor. What I'm trying to bring to your attention today is something incredibly disturbing and illegal. After telling my entire story of abuse to the FBI in the summer of 2015, not only did the FBI not report my abuse, but when they eventually documented my report 17 months later, they made entirely false claims about what I said. After reading the Office of Inspector General's OIG report, I was shocked and deeply disappointed at this narrative they chose to fabricate. They chose to lie about what I said and protect a serial child molester rather than protect not only me, but countless others. My story.
0: That is the story. The people who knew and did nothing, the story, this, this idea that people knew and engaged in manipulation of data and facts. What trust should someone have in the FBI if that's the case? Now you got to ask yourself, is Michaela Maroney making it up? Oh, I think she comes across as what we call as a credible witness. We have said this before about the agencies and the institutions that we're supposed to respect and uphold. They have let us down time and time and time again, the FBI and the CIA and so many others. But we see it in different ways. But the truth is, it doesn't matter how you look at it, the letdown is the same. So let us clean house. Let us start fresh and start anew. Maybe the FBI should be returned to what their original tasks are. Maybe the CIA just needs to quite literally get blown up. But don't let the testimony of Simone Biles and Michaela Maroney and these other women... Don't let it just go by. Listen to it. They have a horrible story to tell. And I think the last thing we should be doing is being the people who acted like many in the FBI did and didn't listen at all. I'm Tony Katz.